Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the uh, Galaxy's Greatest Podcast about the two great 90s space station shows, Babylon 5 versus Deep Space Nine. But today we're not talking about Babylon 5 or Deep Space Nine. We're talking about Star Trek Lower Decks, specifically Season 2, Episode 9, Wage Douche. I am Bob from Cascadia. Matt from the Southland is on the line. How you doing tonight, Matt? Doing pretty well. This was a this was an okay episode of Lower Decks. Were you not going to compliment my uh, Klingon pronunciation there, Matt? Yeah, is that Klingon? I've always, I mean, they have like a full alphabet and everything, and like people really speak that language. I, I've never understood that. If you got to learn an imaginary language, better Klingon than Elvish, I would say. Have you ever watched Trekkies or whatever that thing was? Uh, it was a documentary. Uh, I want to keep enjoying Star Trek, and I feel like if I watch that documentary, I won't be able to. Uh, you, you'll probably actually feel a little better about yourself. I think this is an, an interesting insight into our psychology, because you watch it and you feel superior to them, and then I watch it and I'm just like, oh my god, I have so much in common with them, I, I should die. <laughs> no, I think if you watch the documentary, you'd feel like uh, that there's, there's a whole different level of devotion to the Star Trek that uh, you and I have never really reached that point. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens if the podcast continues. We'll aspire to that. <laughs> All right. So uh, tonight on uh, Lower Decks, we've got a, I, the way I wrapped it up, we got three different plots. So on the A plot, on the Cerritos, or going by Captain Freeman's shirt, the Ritos, um, we have Lower Decker Boimler as trying to find a bridge buddy since Mariner, Tindy, and Rutherford are Ready have bridge buddies, uh, in Rutherford's case, two bridge buddies. And then in the B plot on the IKS, that's Imperial Klingon ship, uh, Cheetah, the lower decker Maha wonders what to do about his Captain Dorg's dishonorable arm- secret arming of the Paclids to uh, provoke the Federation. And then in the C plot on, I forget what VSS stands for, but probably Vulcan Starship, on the Vulcan starship Cheval, Lower Decker Talin goes rogue and has uncontrollable emotional outburst. Yeah, we had three different things going on here to keep up with, and uh, every one of them was interesting in its own way. It's like we had three different episodes of Lower Decks from three different perspectives. It was, it was kind of fun. I mean, Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was very fun. I mean, I think the first question to ask, obviously, is... So we actually see five different Lower Deck lifestyles. We see... Uh, Starfleet, Klingon, Vulcan, Packlet, and Borg. Uh, which which do you choose, Matt? Which do you choose? Yeah, lo- Borg lower deck seems like it would be like the calmest. You're just kind of like hanging out, plugged in. I am in no way confrontational enough for, to be on Klingon lower deck, so that one's nixed for me. I don't feel like I'm smart enough for Vulcan lower decks. <laughs> 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 which I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's just it's how it is. I'd have to go with Starfleet. I'm not really counting the Packlet one because that just I didn't really see that much but starfleet is where i'd have to be i mean they do seem to make pains to make the starfleet lower deck life seem like the funnest yeah yeah it definitely yeah. is i don't know I'm, I'm i'm called by both the packlet and the borg lower decks because they seem like it's very little work and uh that that feels great to me but uh i could probably benefit uh the most from uh, the vulcan lower decks i feel like we, we we said the exact same thing there but you said it in a way that made you sound better. Like, because I said, I'm not smart enough for Vulcan Lower Decks, but then you said, I could probably benefit the most from the Vulcan ones. <laughs> the, the implication of my statement is that I'm lazy and unfocused and undisciplined. <laughs> but I, so, but I, I feel like I'm just, I'm just calm. I just want things to be kind of low-key. Like, you're like, you, you call that lazy. I mean, and then the other way around for the smart, like, I'm saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm too stupid to be on the Vulcan Lower Decks. And you're like, oh, I could probably learn the most from the Vulcans. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't know, man. The 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 Vulcan ship we saw this episode wasn't calm at all. Like you saw, like Talyn just like throwing tantrums all over the place. Yeah. It was honestly really disruptive. She's emotional. She's very emotional. <laughs> She's just out of control. <laughs> so, had you seen a Vulcan ships before? Since we're on the, the subject of Vulcan, okay, the only reason I recognized the Vulcan ship at all is because you had a micro machine of it when we were little. I remember it was in one of the movies. That's I, so it wasn't it wasn't foreign to me when I saw it. I was like, okay, that's the Vulcan ship, but you never see them ever. Oh, that, that so are you thinking of that like little shuttle that Spock is in in the motion picture? Is it the same shape as the thing we saw yesterday? It's kind of like a block with a triangle edge that faces forward, and then it's got two nacelles underneath that that shoot out forward. Yeah, I feel like, like I, I know you. I know I. I do remember seeing this thing before. Is what I'm saying. So I don't. Do their, their their shuttles look like their big ships, their larger ships. Not well. So I would say that there's enough continuity of design between the Vulcan shuttle and the motion picture to the ships you see in Enterprise and the ship we see in this episode that you could be. You could look at them and be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That they're all done by the same species. Yeah. But that that said, at least to me, the the shuttle doesn't look very much like the the bigger Vulcan capital ships you see in Enterprise or this episode. So I was I was honestly kind of surprised that that it, you picked up enough on that design where it, it felt it felt as coherent to you as it did. Because like I said, even though I can recognize it being like okay, yeah, they want that to be the same species. It to me they look pretty different. Now that I'm actually looking back at the uh, images of these micro machine things we had, I don't see the one that I'm thinking of, which Vulcan warp me. shuttle would, or spot. Oh, here we go. Here be, it is. Would be the thing that Google Vulcan yeah. Dikir class starship. <laughs> oh, they're calling it, man. That that's a, they mislabeling that it's, it's, it's just shuttle. It's not a starship. Yeah. Whatever that is, that, that was the one you had. And I was like, Oh yeah, that looks the same. Yeah. But you're yeah. right. It, it does look different than what I saw last night, but you're what, what you said earlier is true. It, it has the same kind of design or you could tell that they're from the same uh, spe- uh, species. Species, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It's crazy no, they, how they did that. Yeah, Vulcan wait, wait, ship in a, in a, I'm in sorry. No, here it is. Deal. Vulcan Ciroc class. That's it. That's it. Yeah, this is the one you had. What was the... De- oh, was the Dakira Romulan one? Remember. I'm pretty sure it wasn't, but I'm, I'm, I'm only like 80, 90% sure of that. The Dakir thing is what you would see in Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And then the Sorok is... What was there, one in First Contact? I don't think there would have been. Oh, yeah, there is the Vulcan ship in First Contact, though, that now that I think about it does look... Even though it's a different design, I think, than the Enterprise or the Lower Decks design is kind of in the same way. I'm not seeing it anywhere as far as, like, where it appeared, but... Although I think we just see like the lander uh, of the ship, not necessarily the main ship in First Contact. Yeah, they're all in Enterprise. I don't know. I, don't, I have no clue. I feel like I've seen it before. I know you had a a, a thing of it, a micro. Yeah, because it's in the motion picture. Yeah, like Star Trek One. It's the thing Spock shows up in. Right, but that's smaller. So I don't know. It's good. Yeah, it, I, it, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's one beyond that. But I'm oh, glad well. there's continuity in design. <laughs> very important very important so uh who was your favorite character for the episode matt i don't I, for some reason i really liked hawaiian ransom 
no other real, no real reason. That's a kind of controversial uh, choice. I uh, that was I thought the show was uh, going to get canceled for its depictions of Hawaiian culture for a minute there. Yeah, but Hawaiian ransom was pretty cool. I, just the fact that like the only the only people they were showing being from Hawaii were uh, three white people in a Benzonite. <laughs> I, I thought that was a, maybe a little a little suspect, but they you know they they save it by the joke later of no actually they're all lying about being from Hawaii, which I thought was really funny. They're stealing Hawaiian valor, as it were. Yeah, I, if anything's gonna cancel lower decks, it would have been last week with uh, yeah, Boimler going spread eagle on the uh, table. Oh, but, have, have you not seen the chuds trying to cancel lower decks because of that? Yeah, that that's going to get it canceled. Not, not their Hawaii. Yeah. I, I just love, I love people condemning lower decks for being filth and pornography when it's like, bro, you know, this is like literally a tribute to two, like both <laughs> an original series and a next gen episode, right? Like you're aware of that. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a, it's a common trope of the franchise that a virus turns everybody horny. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Who's oh, your God. favorite? Internet people are so stupid. Um, I would say my favorite was definitely Vulcan Mariner to Lynn. So she combines all the traits I love about Mariner, but leaves off the trait I hate, which is her friendship with Boimler. And, uh, you know, in general, the only Vulcans that I uh, love more than Vulcans are emotional Vulcans. And, uh, you know, she lost all control and she needs to be subjected to punitive spiritualism to get her back in control. Uh, you think Talyn's going to come back? Yeah, it seems like they're going to add her to the cast, doesn't it? With that in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. We'll no, I think that could character. be funny. I, I especially think like Mariner and Talyn clashing could be really funny given their um, given their sort of similar personalities. Maybe like uh, Freeman sort of adopting Talyn as like her real daughter, realizing how much better she <laughs> is than Mariner. Yeah. Although now that I'm saying this, I also picture a scenario where like Talyn and Boimler become better friends than Boimler and Mariner, and then. I will hate that because it will then just be like season three will just be Mariner and Talyn, you know, going to war with each other for Boimler's friendship. And that'll be awful. Ding, ding. You just wrote season three, Bob. I really do want to see like uh, Mariner getting jealous of how much uh, more Freeman likes Talyn than her. That, that would that would be a great plot. Yeah, that, that's going to happen. Like that's, that's that's the setup they're going for, adding another adding Talyn into the onto the cast. Are they going to get rid of somebody, though? I don't think they would. Um, I mean, you know, maybe maybe circumstances outside their control would force them to. But, you know, generally, I don't think animation is that much of a time commitment. And I assume, like, uh, Talyn would have to replace somebody in the Lower Decker crew if she were going to replace somebody. The show seems pretty committed to all four of the characters at this point. Right. So what was your favorite Joker gag? Oh, man. Uh I really love the gag of the Klingons mocking the Vulcans and turning live long and prosper into avoid death and cower. <laughs> That's pretty good. My favorite joke was when Shax was uh, offended when Boimler like insinuated that he had spent more time on pottery than fighting for the Bajoran resistance. Oh yeah, that was great. That, that was, was also the source of my favorite line when Rutherford is trying to calm Shax down and he's just yelling, put it in the clay, Papa Bear, put it in the clay. Oh, it was also kind of funny because um, this is something else to get the right-wing Chud fans angry. Um, Shax explicitly calls the Cardassians fascist, which I don't know, other than like the episode where the original series episode and the Enterprise episode where they go to Nazi planets. 
I don't know that the word fascist has ever been used in Star Trek, so it was kind of interesting that, uh, you know, they had to go and politicize Lower Decks <laughs> like that. Yeah. My favorite line, though, in this episode was, I have combat training all day. Save me a seat at lunch. Unless I die an honorable death, then someone else can have it. It was just like one of the random Klingons on there. Yeah. Nice, nice. I like that uh, even though it seems like neither of us were that drawn to the Klingon lifestyle, like there were both lines. Uh, there were lines oh, yeah. for both that we really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, it was well. I mean, it, they did a good job with it. I think that's exactly what it would be like living on a Klingon ship. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt very much like the lower deck version of that um, episode from The Next Generation where Riker becomes an exchange officer on a Klingon ship and Worf's brother, Tony Todd comes to the enterprise d that's a really good episode there was really only one big trek reference like old school trek reference that i noted hover boots or whatever you want to call them from star trek 5 at the very... yeah and and the whole scenario of climbing the mountain right yeah 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 no that was definitely my favorite too i, I really enjoyed that i think you're right that this is some fewer references than we're used to but i still think there's quite a bit like they with Freeman's Rito's shirt, they're referencing the disco shirt. Yeah. yeah, from Discovery. I think both the Vulcan and the Klingon captains quote uh, Star Trek VI, the undiscovered country, at different points. Or in one case, um, it's the Klingon quoting General Chang, quoting Shakespeare. And then I already mentioned that similarity with the next gen uh, officer exchange episode. Dorg's plan to arm the Paclids is basically like the inverse of the Romulan conspiracy with House Duras during the Klingon Civil War in Next Gen. And then, I don't know if you remember the game Stratagema, but it's a, a game, I think, in a second season Next Gen episode where Data plays this um, alien, I think he's called a Zardazian or something, Zakadorn, I think. Mm -hmm. He plays a Zakadorn alien who's like a master strategist at this game and like the, the entire ship watches. So there's that Stratagema reference. And then I, I thought there was a reference when, you know, Boimler was um, lying about being from Hawaii. And then one of the characters, I think the Benzonite said, oh, I thought you were from near a vineyard. And for a minute, I thought that meant that Boimler had been lying, that he was, like, from near, like, the Chateau Picard vineyards or right. something to yeah. steal next-gen valor. But then it just turns out that, you know, he's just another awful Californian. But that, that was a reference that I expected and was a little disappointed when they didn't follow through with. I, I know there's hate for Star Trek V just because it's, you know, just probably the worst, one of the worst of the, uh, the actual movies. But can you explain the hate for just the, the scene at the beginning? Like, why do people not like that with where they're they're at the mountain, they're climbing and Spock shoots up with his hover boots? So I think it's maybe a little too camp. And I also think that I, I don't think it's too camp, but I think other I think people might think it's too camp. And I also think that that came out at a point in time in movies and in television shows where People didn't like characters hanging out as much as they now do. So I feel like it, because, I mean, that was in the late 80s, and I feel like people may have felt like it, you know, ah, you're wasting time. You could be telling an epic adventure instead of making these characters unserious and comedic. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've been, like, up and down on Star Trek V in my life. When I was younger, I thought it was awesome, although, you know, I did recognize that it was sort of silly. You know, my early 20s, my mid-20s, when I was too serious for Star Trek... Um, I didn't really like 
uh, Star Trek V. I, I remember actually like storming out of watching it with some friends uh, like ten years ago. <laughs> but that said, I've you know I, I've chilled out a lot. Um, I think it's actually pretty funny. Honestly, I I take seriously the the dictum that all Star Trek is good Star Trek, except for Kelvin Trek, which is not Star Trek. So, you know, I, I, I really like it now. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a long time. I'll probably need to go back and revisit it. I just remember it being really weird as far as the what does God need with the starship thing and William Shatner confronting God. And he's the director <laughs> of the... Yeah, there's just so many, like... Yeah, I mean, say what you will about how stupid and pretentious that is, but I mean, it's also, it's like the Enterprise and the Enterprise D confront God like every other episode in the original series and like maybe the first two seasons of Next Gen. So, you know, it, it's like, it's of a piece with the franchise. So anything else about this episode? Uh, not really. Does the inconsistent use of cold opens ever bug you? Yes, it bugs the hell out of me. Like, okay. like I said the last time they did it, I thought I'd miss something. And then I'm like, no, they just started off with the with the credits. On, with the, on credits. the one hand, it doesn't bug me because I, that's one of the things I think streaming should do is like exploit its like freedom from restriction and or not not necessarily to eliminate restriction, but just it should feel freer to use and abandon different formulas and conventions and running times just because it can. But that said, this did seem like a weird one to not have a cold open on just because. Given that you have the Klingon and the Vulcan and the Packlet and the Borg ships, they had so many opportunities for gags that it would seem like it would have made sense to like do the gag of like opening the episode on the Klingon or the Vulcan ship, you know? Other Star Trek shows, DS9 has an opening, then shows the, the intro, and then goes back to it. Star Trek Next Gen does the same thing, correct? I think all of them do, don't they? Yes, Discovery does that. So why is Lower Decks breaking that rule? It's annoying. I don't like it. <laughs> if they don't have a good idea for a cold open, then I would rather they not do one. Um, but this one just seemed like a weird one to not do one because it so many opportunities for gags with the other with the other ships presented themselves. I, I don't see how they couldn't do a cold opening because it never relates to what the rest of the it doesn't always relate to what the rest of the episode is about. Yeah. So. They could just, they have to have ideas to put there. Like, I don't, I don't well, see how. That's yeah. Going. But I mean, I get that there's like a finite, there's a finite number of good gags that you can come up with, especially like in lower decks where, like you say, you're using it as like a sort of random joke to start the show, not as like a teaser of the plot. So I, I don't mind them waste. I don't mind them not running with one of their worst ideas for an opening gag. I just, again, think this is a weird one where the nature of the episode presents so many other like gag opportunities. Like why right. would you not do it? So next week's the season finale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think the, do you think Talyn's going to be an ongoing thing for season three or do you think they're just going to use her in some sort of season finale capacity? Well, I think she'll be an ongoing thing. I hope so. I like Vulcan Mariner. All right. All right. Well, looking forward to the uh, season two finale of Star Trek Lower Decks. It's uh, been quite a journey with you, Matt, through this cartoon. Yeah. And uh, here's hoping uh, many more seasons of Lower Decks. This has been uh, Bob from Cascadia. I've had Matt from the Southland on the line. This is the Galaxy's Greatest Podcast on the two great 90s space station shows, Babylon 5 versus DS9. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>